Y'all, we are back with season two of Rushing to Adulthood podcast. I am your host, Hazel Monet, and I am honored that you would join me. Last season, I just had such an amazing time kind of priming us for all of the conversations around what it meant to rush to adulthood. We have different meanings of adulting, thankful for that, of course, and we all have different stories about our own rush to adulthood or not. And so I am so happy to be walking into this season where we're going to go deep on a few topics. So what's going to happen is going to be some segments And every week within that segment, you're going to hear from a new person. That is right. There is a guest on every episode of season two, with the exception, of course, of the final episode, which is always about bringing it all together and what I'm learning on this journey. But for 12 weeks, we're going to hear from amazing friends, colleagues, and real true inspiration for me. And so I hope that you are ready. Make sure that you are subscribed so you know when an episode is coming up because we're going to be moving through these things, y'all, and I cannot wait. And so our first segment of season two is about creating impact and community. Y'all, I have been so honored to be in spaces with people who are really about being change agents, about supporting folks from all different walks of life. And so this segment is four weeks because, I mean, I had to give an extra week on this one. I mean, I could have really done 12 weeks on just this topic, but, you know, we wanted to change it up here and there. But I am just really grateful to have so many people that inspire me um, for whom I um, really received a lot of the impact that they put onto this space. And so um, we're going to hear from folks who are supporting um, queer communities who are, who are supporting the access to um, higher ed and um, graduate school and beyond for underrepresented communities. We're going to be hearing from someone who's touching on um, the intersections of Christianity and queer identity and how we don't have to put either of those aside. And of course, we're going to also hear from a perspective of what does it mean to heal folks really being a healing agent in this world so I mean the four conversations are about to be pow pow as y'all know I love to say pow pow so first up in this segment on creating impact and community is none other than the very woman who makes it possible for me to even be married to Z Now, she's a lot of other things. I'm going to read her bio and you're going to find it in the description. But I just got to say, first and foremost, deep gratitude to Lisa Gomes, who created um, this organization called Lesbian Friends Travel. And it is where um, it is one of the events that she curated last year where me and my beloved met. And so I just can't say enough about how grateful I am for for her. But listen, she's a D.C.-based attorney by day, okay, and a well-loved, and I mean well-loved, well-respected queer event and trip curator by night. And, you know, she's going to say by night, but I'm telling you by every day. I mean, just the intention and the heart with which she she sort of enters this space is uh, beyond me. She's originally from Massachusetts. Y'all know I did some good nine, ten years in Massachusetts, so I love that synergy there. And she's also lived in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And so she's been really creating these experiences for the queer community in this area, the DMV area, since 2010, planning over 45 events and 12 trips for what we, what she calls lesbian friends. Um, that's really resulted in great memories, but also lifelong bonds and even marriages like myself and a few others actually. And so she really brings such a heart for connecting and um, creating impact through networking and providing amazing spaces for folks to learn with and from one another, to travel and to see the world, um, hosting beautiful parties at her home. And also while curating those spaces, making sure that the vendors in those spaces are also queer folks also being impacted by the space she creates and so whoo there's so much I can say about her make sure you check out the description you can find her events and trips at www.lesbifriends.com and if you need a place to stay she also is an Airbnb host and you can find that link there in the description okay y'all that is a nice little intro to season two, but also to my wonderful guest first up for our segment on creating impact and community. Let's get into it, y'all. I am so glad to be here with you. Truly, truly. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Pretty good. I'm so glad to be back for season two. I'm just glad to be back, period. But also um, that there has been um, time and space, I will say, before we get into it, I'm so glad for a little break. It was such a great uh, time getting through season one, but I was tired. So <laughs> uh, episode every week is a, a strong you know, push. I'm glad to do it, but I'm also glad to have had a break and feel rejuvenated and that this is the first conversation of season two. I feel really excited. And after folks hear this conversation, I know they'll understand why. So thanks so much for joining me, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm very, I'm so impressed and proud of what you've done thus far. I, I know there are amazing things in store. So I feel privileged and proud to um, just be a part of this. Such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Well, I it sort of happened in a few episodes in season one, but I love actually giving people um, a little bit of backdrop into how I know or we know each other. Um, I was fortunate to have a guest last um, season that I didn't know at all. And I'm saying fortunate because I feel like that came through the relationships, right? And so to have us a, a reach beyond those who were like, I love and support you, which I appreciate y'all. Uh, there was something about being in conversation with Lonnie that I appreciated, uh, but we didn't get to do an origin story because we didn't have an origin story. That was it. That was our origin story. So um, I love to start with how we know each other. Um, so do, would you want to share? I mean, we came to know each other through your the beautiful work that you do and that we're going to talk a little bit about today. So do you want to share a little bit about that? I will. And I think you've already shared it. Um, <laughs> on one of your first episodes, I heard my name. Um, yes. I, I glowed and cheesed. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I will share. Uh, so last year in 2022, wow, we are already in 2023. I'm telling you. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we met in February. Um, I know that you know the date, but I don't know that I remember the date exactly. Maybe the second weekend in February. It was like February 10th through 13th. Okay. That's when we met in person for the first time. Prior to that, we had been in communication via email because you signed up blindly um, <laughs> with, with some faith um, to a trip that I host um, or I hosted annually, uh, uh, my lesbian friends travel annual winter trip to Deep Creek, Maryland um, with a bunch of queer people you didn't know. And you invited a couple people that you did know. And y'all showed up and showed out. I remember your pajamas. Um, Listen, I love a set. I love a set. You did all the sets. <laughs> they were they were like satin or silk. You had all the fits. I definitely, you made an impact and an impression on me that weekend. Um, just for your beautiful spirit. I mean, there were 30 something people on that trip. We all shared uh it's it's a glorified cabin, if you will. Um it's like wild how big it is. Right. It's huge indoor pool. It, yeah, it was amazing. But the, the less of the house and more of the people just bring like like you bring their spirit to that space. Um, just being open and receptive to botched uh, schedules and starting dinner <laughs> late and, you know, figuring out icebreakers on on the go um no but yes that is how we met and I'm sure that we I remember some intimate conversations downstairs on the first floor um or the lower level in the house I, I feel like you might have fallen asleep a couple times on that leather couch by the fireplace oh good night that couch <laughs> took me in every night in fact <laughs> um but yes that is how we met uh you were you came on one of my trips you brought your beautiful energy um yes you were definitely one of my favorites during that weekend I don't know if I'm allowed to say that you can say that say it to me I'll <laughs> work, you know <laughs> um and yes I'm so glad I got to meet you and you brought people's good energy to that space um and I've it's been a joy following you getting to know you through social media we've interacted a few more times in person um and just watching your journey thus far oh thank you I love that it's always nice to kind of go back and reflect and I think you know, uh, Z and I did that on an episode where we got to go back and like kind of tune into what was happening for us as we're in the space that you created, right? Like that's something that um, I think about a lot, um, how to create spaces that just make room for all the ways that we're showing up. I think we're just like, most of us were strangers or, you know, you got the introverts, you got the folks who've known each other forever and are very associated. And I just, I felt comfortable um your communication there's so much leading up to it that was like this woman is about creating community and I think that's what this right we're launching this season two um with the topic we're going to hear from different voices on what it means to create impact in community and as I shared with you you were just one of the first people that I imagine you created an impact for me and that I feel a part of a larger community of queer folk queer black folks in the area where we live but also I mean, you're, I mean, you're the reason that I found my wife, you know, and I think that that's such a powerful gift that like, I mean, I hope that it never happens, but if 50 years from now, we don't, you know, we're not talking, I'm going to remember you always. I think that that is um, not just because, you know, um, of the space, I think, because of who you are too, and how you navigate this world. And so as I'm thinking about, um, 
this topic, what it means to create impact in community, both on an individual level, but collectively, right? You know, folks, we've heard about a little bit about the, the um, community that you support and curate really in this area. And so I would want to just say thank you for um, having a lasting impact on my life. I'm forever grateful. Um, and then two, just would love to hear from you, you know, as you're thinking about this concept of creating impact in community, we've talked about, um, sort of on the podcast, we've talked about a lot of what's um, challenging to be an adult, but we also know that getting into this adult life, rushing to adulthood, there are beautiful things like being able to create impact um, for different community groups. So I would love to just hear from you about what does that mean to you and where in your life have, you know, has sort of in, informed your creating this impact for this awesome community. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I would love to share. So I, I've been doing this, creating community, if you will, in this queer person of color space since 2011. I, got out of law school in 2010. I was a bit of a recluse as most people are in law school. Um, and I was ready to be social. Um, so I actually hopped on some websites. If <laughs> for those of us who go way back to the downy link days or downlink as it is properly pronounced. Never heard yeah. of that. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't have to hear of that. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, now I'm no, gonna go it, down a rabbit hole, I think. <laughs> no, it was a great site. So I definitely I, I met good people on that site where we bonded and made a friendship. But uh for me, I do my best um my best work, or I, I feel like I'm just a better, I'm better in person. Um, there's only so much you can get from me online. So I wanted to meet people in person and I wanted to. I, I'm, but I'm also a homebody, right? So I, um, I, I started having gatherings at my my house. I had a small one bedroom in Columbia Heights in Washington D.C. Um, and I invited a couple people, and who I told could invite a couple people, and there were ten of us. The first time we met in my living room in 2011, and it was just we we bonded immediately and we were like well when's this going to happen again um so it's just something i continued based based on a feeling mm. a need um i didn't have a community um because again i i just graduated from law school i also hadn't been out for very long as a queer person of color um i'm originally from massachusetts um i grew up a jehovah's witness <laughs> oh did so i know that part i you didn't. <laughs> wow. We can go uh, to the Jehovah's Witness story because I, I wasn't my grandmother though. Okay. Witness. Right. So and, and, so as a very sheltered child, um, and not not being comfortable with my my identity, not knowing my identity, not being comfortable with my sexuality, I just always followed the straight and narrow of what the elders, as they call them yeah. in the religion, tell you to do. And th these are these are men, straight men, um, telling you what to do. Um, women don't really have a say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we I, I remembered I had to wear skirts most of my childhood. Yes. I mean, down to the top of your foot. I mean, yes. Oh, I, yes. <laughs> I couldn't even dress how I wanted. So coming to D.C., um, I mean, I never even celebrated like birthdays or holidays. So just coming to DC and being able to find myself, 
figure out who Lisa was in her early 20s as I'm I'm navigating this new career path was just really powerful. And I always felt like I was I I still am introverted, um, but I had the desire to get out there and be social, even in small groups. Um, so I created the community that I wanted in the space mm. that I wanted, which was a comfortable home-like feeling space, literally in my home. Um, it expanded because um, friends of friends got invited. And one time there were 75 people in my one bedroom apartment. Oh my so gosh. it just naturally had to um, this event that I was throwing bi-monthly for a year just had to grow. And I, someone offered their space um, and another person and another person. And then I had to charge $5 <laughs> right? <laughs> because I was still a poor um, right. attorney. Um, but I, I found that people really connected like people you aren't the first marriage to happen from meeting at a lesbian friends event oh that's um, awesome and and hopefully not the last there's been at least five wow um, <laughs> you are kind of secret matchmaker it sounds like um where's my match but anyway <laughs> that, that is <laughs> that is not the point no I'm just kidding I'm not salty I am so happy for you no, um, I got you. <laughs> no but no I really feel like it's my calling to even if it's just like taking emails and sending out an email and giving a location, this is where you show up, um, bring your A game, bring your energy. I will bring the icebreakers and the activities. Like I, I do feel like that's my calling and my purpose. And while I like to play the background at most events and watch other people socialize, like that's my gift and my reward and inviting. Now I have a much bigger space so I can invite a hundred people. Yeah. Or more, more, and have a food truck and a DJ and a photo booth, and um, you know, just give it a really good, genuine feeling. Like you know, you're not necessarily at the club, but it's a little bit more elevated than just being at a house party. Yeah, and people, yes, and so for that reason, people really connect. I have selfish motivations for doing it. All these skills <laughs> that you give me and everybody else gives me, but um, I love that I have. I've, I've met so many beautiful souls through this space and people continue to grow and connect and ha um, through a chat group that, or a WhatsApp group we have for a deep Creek trip, people are still, you know, yeah. getting together monthly or, or what have you and continuing to build their communities. I love that. Oh, there's so much of what you, you said that's sort of like the web of community. I think that's the power of like the impact is yes, on the individual or the individuals that show up, but also on how they're able to show up in their communities that are not the space that you create first and foremost. And then second, I think like when you were describing, so one of the house events that you had, I remember thinking like how amazing, like you invited local uh, vendors um, who were also people of color and you're supporting their work and their business and livelihood by creating the space for them to come in. And, and so I think like it's just the impact upon impact. And I think that level of intentionality is just such a a skill. I mean, there's no shade to other people, but some people are not 
always thinking on that level, right? It's like, I'm just going to throw together a house party. That's their business. But I just really appreciate how much um, intention goes into who's in the space, not just like, okay, 100 people so I can just collect these money, but like you're being intentional about how do people connect to one another? How do people, you know, um, patronize businesses in our area and have follow-up, right? And so I do think that there's a level of attention that you give to the the space that actually deepens the impact so that people keep coming back, right? You go from the the 10 people in your space to 100 people and even more, right? And so I do, for me at least, when I'm thinking about, like, there's a lot about adulting that um, requires us to really do a lot of inward focus. We got to pay our bills. We got to go about our lives. We got to do this, that, the third, but like to be able to create spaces where people feel comfortable and seen. And like you said, create a space that you need for yourself, right? That you're not a neutral party. Um, and so I just really appreciate the like level of adulting that you're doing, right? This is like, yeah, no shade. There's not one way to do it. But I do think one of the, the things that we talked about a lot in last season was just how much um, how much we miss in the beauty of adulting when we narrow it down to some trope or some simple, very challenge, you know, or assume that it's just only challenging. It is challenging. And there's a possibility that you're going to wake up one day and be Elisa. Go ahead. There's only going to be one. You. <laughs> but there's also space and an opportunity for others to really think about what is the impact that I want to create in the community and in the community that holds identities that are similar to mine, right? So we're going to hear from different folks over the next few weeks about impact in different, you know, several communities because, right, we can't, we just take our slice of the pie, but I'm just grateful for the slice of the pie that you've taken up. Um, and I, I wonder like for you, what is it, what is the impact for you? I think, you know, for folks who are creating space, curating, you know, facilitating sometimes, um, it's nice to have that reciprocity if possible, or feel like you're really gaining a lot um, from it. Not, not from, not that's the only intention, but like you want to get something out of it for lack of better words. Right. And so would love to hear from you about what, what impact has it had on you to create these kinds of spaces? Well, I will say that the impact has not all been positive. Mm. Um, if talk about it, talk okay. About it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, actually, this is pretty recent. Um, I w- I would love to talk about the positive, but maybe I'll share the less than positive. Um, just you know, as a tidbit. Um, so in in my cu- what I call cur- curating spaces, if you will, um. I have been in relationships um, with people who have, 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 I'm not going to say they're not, they haven't been supportive, um, but they have not um, agreed with uh, that type of lifestyle. Maybe they're more introverted. Who are these people? Let me call, let me talk to them. Where they at? I mean, I've had a couple of, uh, an ex or two, or maybe a person that I'm dating, um, definitely not agree with the time and energy that it takes to be in these spaces, mm. the type of socialization that I need to keep up with, if you will. Um, even at my events at a four hour party, I have to talk to maybe 40 people, right? Yeah, I, right. I enjoy it's that. Yeah. It's a lot, but I enjoy that. I can't just be right there with one person the whole time. Like, that's not my personality, but also I have to have my host hat on. So actually that has been, unfortunately, the impact for me personally hasn't always been mm-hmm. uh, pleasant because um, sometimes it's just 
I just realized that it's not a good fit with a person who doesn't fit my lifestyle, if you will. Yeah. Even retired a couple of times, if you will, from hosting. Um, they won't let you, people won't let you retire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because ultimately, like, like you said earlier, and I, I feel like this is, this is very much a part of me. This is, um, it might be minor and slight. I mean, I'm an attorney by trade, but I really feel like community building is something that is like important to my soul. Mm. Um, maybe it's because of the way I grew up as a Jehovah's witness and being sheltered, uh, maybe because I can be loud and clear at this moment in my life and mm. I'm excited about it. Um, who knows, but for the most part, overall, I'd say 99% of, um, the impact that, um, creating, um, creating this type of community, um, or community building has been positive, um, and important and special. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do it because again, I enjoy, I enjoy the administrative stuff. I like sending out newsletters and highlighting amazing lesbian friend, queer people of color who are doing great things in the community. I like sharing other positive events that are going on. Like I, it's not just about what I'm building. Everybody's doing amazing. We can all we can all have each other's back and support each other and uplift each other. Um, so like it's important to me for everybody to know what's going on, even if it's not their cup of tea, like knowledge is power. So I want to get that sense of power. Um, I want everybody to, um, everybody to win. And I, and we are a small community. We are a niche community. So I especially would love to continue to support um, queer people of color um, in all of their ventures. And so, like you said earlier, it's important for me to highlight that. Um, I've, I've had chefs come on my trips and they end up catering someone's wedding um, oh, who was awesome. on, the, on the trips. Um, I, I knew someone who connected with um, someone, uh, a publisher or a writer or, or an up and coming writer connect with a publisher at one of my events oh, through an icebreaker game, you know, and then they ended up writing a book. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I selfishly get the feels from all of the right. connections that powerful. are being made. But I think that the people who are coming to the events, they're the real people who shine. I, the, the events right. wouldn't be what they are, or the trips wouldn't be what they were without the community. And I think energy attracts. So clearly, good people attract one another. Um, professionals, uh, you know, growing. It's, students, um, people who are ascending on different journeys of their life. Um, and they nat naturally connect and attract and they can continue to uplift and support each other by just having this one opportunity mm. to get to know one another in this space that maybe they wouldn't have gotten to know like at a club or, you know, at the mall because you're just passing each other by. Right. I love that. Like the, the gift is just like, there's many, many gifts, but I think being able to just not feel alone, I think a lot of times, um, even though in this area where we live, there is a larger population of Black folks, and I guess generally larger, you know, relatively speaking, population of Black queer folks, there's, at least in my world, like, coming from where I'm from. And so um, even with that, though, sometimes it can feel isolating if you just don't know what's out there, you don't know 
opportunities to engage or connect with people. Like, I mean, we were talking ahead of time, like I found you um, via, I think an Eventbrite, you were hosting an event in October of 2021, actually. I registered and then was like, uh-uh, I don't want to go by myself because my friend um, that I registered with was not was no longer able to go. And I then, you know, ended up being on your listserv. And so then I was able to get access to, to the information that the February 2022 event was happening. So how magical was that? But I, I do think part even for me, it's like, I want to be in community, but I don't want to be by myself. You know, I don't want to go by myself. But so really just creating space that even if somebody does show up by themselves, um, that they can leave with a connection or they can, even if they don't leave with a, a new publisher, they just leave knowing that there is another person in this community that knows my name and I know their name and I'm connected and I have a way to stay connected because you do an amazing job of um, following up with people. Um, the newsletter is a helpful place, but I, you know, checking you with folks individually um, and those things go a long way. And so I think about um, you know, I don't know all of the, your life story. I think, you know, there's a lot in there probably with even just the Jehovah's Witness like upbringing and, you know, growing up with the Jehovah's Witness um, engaged grandparent and then a very evangelical Christian upbringing. I can resonate at, at least with some of those things, but really understanding that part of the creating the impact is actually, it happens because of the authenticity of the person making space. And that's what I see and hear in you. And that's what I have experienced. I think some things can be very forced, you know, the facilitators trying to get people to connect and, you know, you're forcing, but it just feels so natural to you. That's what I experience um, from you. And then the space just naturally feels um, like a non-anxious presence, even if there's anxiety about being an introvert or being a solo person at an event. And so I think when I'm, as I'm going through my own journey and navigating the my my healing around my rush to adulthood, um, I think this is just helping me think about um, that. Yes, there's all the reasons that we that I got here, but I don't want to take for granted. The, there are these moments now that I am in adulthood that are just so beautiful that I can be in the in community with folks who it is their calling, it is their passion. I hear it and I see it in you. Um, to really be creating lasting impact in uh, the community of your choice. Um, and I'm I'm grateful. And I know that other people, uh, you're probably going to get quite a few people. I'm, I'm not that I have like a million people, but like following, but I imagine that there will be at least one person for whom this is a resonant conversation. They want to be connected. So as we're, you know, closing this conversation, um, knowing that there's more to come, um, where can people find you? on the interwebs how can they be connected and what is i guess the last thing as you can have the last word what is something that you want people to take away from this conversation around creating impact and community well thank you for that uh so i have not always been on social media last year <laughs> I, I finally got the nudge um and i also just realized that there are so many great people that are coming into the local DMV area who are in Texas or Washington state or t Toronto who might not be connected to someone, you know, who's mm. on my list serve, if you will, when I was sending it just out via email or text messages when it originally started. So I am now on social media 
Uh, <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Facebook, you can and as as well as uh, there's I have a website um, all created last year, so people can um, be privy to all this information and get in touch. Um, and it's called Lesby Friends Travel. That's L E S B I Friends Travel. Um, the website's .com. The Instagram's at Lesby Friends Travel. And the Facebook is the forward slash lesby friends travel as well. Um, so we share a lot on those social media platforms. We try to be engaging. We want to know where people want want to go next. Um, we are an event, you know. I, I definitely do want to have intimate, uh, intimate get-togethers, okay. masquerade parties, brunches um, scavenger hunts, uh, murder mystery parties. However, as you can tell, um, through Hazel's story, um, people definitely can, can connect a little bit more on a three night trip. Yeah. Get together. You'll see some people, you will see what people are made of when you travel together, stay in the same place for multiple days together. You get to see some things, right? Thank you. So yes, I'm trying to bring uh, at least four to six international trips together each year and a couple more domestic trips in addition to um, the in my DMV um, events. Um, and so sorry, can you repeat the last yeah, thing you want to close that, on? <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to say too, all of that will be in the description. Folks can go and find um, and just click where you can find Lesby Friends Travel on social media and the website. Um, you'll also see some upcoming trips that are available. Um, and then the last thing is sort of in this topic of creating impact in community, what is something that you want to leave uh, the listeners with? Oh, yes. Thank you. That's the most important part. <laughs> okay. So I, I would like to say it really doesn't. So I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves individually and with everything that's going on social media, everything's so visible nowadays, right? And so we feel like we need to have a, a big presence on the mm -hmm. worldwide net. Um, I actually, when, if there are any pictures, so clearly I'm in the business of you know events and trips. However, my goal in capturing moments of any events or trips that I have is to first and foremost, share them with the people who are on these trips, these intimate trips and yeah. at these events. So I, I only have a photographer or I mostly have a photographer so that people can be in the moment and, you know, and not have to worry about taking pictures. You know, there's mm -hmm. that someone behind the scenes who might capture them and they might get an amazing shot and just be able to remember like what they were thinking and feeling in that moment, you know, and just, you know, look back at 50 years from now, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I will, I would like to say like, it's not like, it doesn't have to be on a grand scale. Any impact that you make can be super small. Um, it only needs to reach and touch that one person, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you can invite a friend over um, who just needs to get out of the house and have a conversation. Uh, you know, you can go for a, you know, go for a walk with someone you meet at a coffee shop or invite them to something because you felt it in their spirit that they needed to, to experience that. Um, I'd never planned on, you know, 
I'm not huge and, and I don't know that I want to be, but I, I never planned on lesbian friends being a passion project. I just wanted to have a couple people over and create a space um, where people felt comfortable. Um, so I'll say that, you know, start, start small. Um, it's just, you just have to reach one person, touch one person, have that conversation, be open. You can, it could even be a smile. I feel like some times people make my day when I'm going through the checkout line and they yes. just oh, give me That'd a smile. That'd so, be so, so the little things, um, the little things, little things. I'm so grateful and I'm um, going to spend some time with that, um, the little things. And um, thank you so much for sharing this part of your life with us um and thank you for the community that you create that um that i'm so glad to be a part of <laughs> um and um, i'm looking forward to more and so thank you so much for joining this conversation and i'll see you next time Did you love it or did you love it? Listen, I told y'all season two is about to be on fire. This is just the beginning, y'all. Lisa really brought it all the way today. Creating impact in community is a call on some people's lives. I know for sure it's a call on her life. And we are all so much better for the, the heart and the energy and the intention that she puts into the spaces that she creates, the community that she brings together. I know myself, as y'all heard at the beginning of this episode, would not be in the space that I'm in now with the beloved I have without the community that she has formed and so that's impact for me personally and I know there's been ripple effects and impact times 10 times 10 times 10 in the DMV and beyond so I'm so grateful to Lisa thank you for the community that you create if y'all want to check her out make sure you check the description um in the um on this podcast episode, you can find her at www.lesbifriendstravel.com. And if you ever need a place to stay when you're visiting D.C., you can check out her Airbnb. Um, that's also linked in the description there. Y'all, it's been amazing. I'm so excited for season two. It's on the uh, really on the up and up, um, starting with this segment on creating impact in community because we know that's something that we are able to do as adults and so this season we're going to talk about it all so thank y'all for joining me again for season two of rushing to adulthood we'll see you next time <laughs>